for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Ooh, going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While putting my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my lineups, my bank account grows I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Reader tonight, I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 351 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we're live here every Wednesday night on the Going For Two Live podcast network on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And now you can find all of our video and audio content on goingfor2.live. Of course, we're syndicated in all major podcast networks as well. If you're currently watching us on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button so that uh, we can get that algorithm up, get our views up, get our uh, get our algorithm for YouTube to to look nice for us. Uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, I'm here as always with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Sirfoss. What's up, Ryan? Oh, not much, man. It's nice to get on the podcast this week. I was off last night. It's weird. Let me have one. I'm like my whole week's off from it. <laughs> That's nice. I'm loving the new theme we got here too. I don't know if y'all noticed the spooky theme that they uh, they got for restream oh, here. Oh shit! Got some cool... and Jamie. Yeah, I'm only here for the song too. I check out as <laughs> soon as it's over. Yeah, yeah. And then Jamie's uh, commenting on uh, on Zach's mustache here. It's Ted Lasso, the special guest. <laughs> He's rocking the rocking the Ted Lasso mustache tonight. Uh, Zach Pulaski, of course, if you, you know him uh, as the host of the Going for Two Sunday morning pregame show, and you can follow him on Twitter at Behind the Zach. What's up, Zach? What's up? Good to be here. Good to see you, boys. It's been a while. Uh, love seeing your faces on, on screen, so I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So for my uh, listeners that don't know who you are, give us a quick rundown of what you do uh, here in the fantasy space, and then explain the mustache as well. Um, I'll start with the mustache first. I think that's the important part. Uh, Halloween, Ted Lasso, Ron Burgundy, those are my two costumes. Uh, with that in mind, I always like to do a costume where I can grow out a mustache. Maybe next year I'll be, uh, you know, uh, a smaller version of Ron Jeremy. And I mean that in multiple ways. You can um, put on some sunglasses to be a cop with a bad attitude. Uh, uh, Magnum PI, that's the one I heard from Gator. That was a little dated for me, but I... I had Google. Put on some know, really, any, any, really any sh- yeah, really short shorts. You can be the guy from Reno Nine One One. I've already done the new boot goofing before. That was <laughs> that was two years ago. That one that one looked good. That was that was a fun one. But no, you can find me uh, every morning. Uh, fantasy, er, fantasy cheat sheet yesterday and next week, and then every Sunday morning you can find me on the pregame show here on Going for Two. You can also find me on Fantasy and Frames. Uh, on Tuesday nights during the waiver wire show with Gator, another going for two family member there, and doing some stuff on Run Boys as well with basketball. But you know, just uh, I'm in my prime right now. We got World Series baseball, we've got basketball starting up, we've got college football going, we've got soccer going, and you know, of course, best for last NFL. Uh, we're right in the prime of it all. Couldn't be happier. Good stuff. And I just I just thought of another one for you for the mustache. The uh, 
the Liberty Mutual logo, uh, guy with the with the llama <laughs> or the EO, the emu. <laughs> we really should have done the nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call you random mustache people's names throughout yeah, the show. The whole show, yeah, I love it. I've been called worse things, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys as always today's show is brought to you by underdog fantasy uh check out their best ball leagues huge tournaments private leagues and pickums for every major sport uh use our promo code gf2 as always you can get a deposit match up to 100 bucks it's as simple as that use promo code gf2 uh start drafting some best ball teams they do weekly best balls as well uh, i think one of our going for two members brian d- didn't know that they do weekly best ball league where you can draft literally for one week uh so that's pretty cool I think I'm legally allowed to play this here in the, state, the great state of Pennsylvania as well, which is neat. Yeah, that ho- hopefully by the end of the season you're able to actually play because uh, we we'll, we'll start doing these uh, these these uh, these pickums on your on your account because I'm going broke here because we still have yet to hit one for the show. My, mine hit this week at least. Yeah, you, nice yours, and early. Yours, yeah, yours hit. You, you had the Thursday night one. Yours hit, but uh, me and uh, me and Shane did not, unfortunately. So we're going. Yeah, on. Sam, Sam Elliott here is going to get it though. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Elliott. Love it. Uh, all right, so we got a great show tonight. We're going to do victory laps. I know we've done a couple shows this year where we've gotten the guys that we've gotten wrong. Uh, I'll give Ryan a chance to talk about a couple of his guys that he got right this time. Uh, we're going to do some this or that for rest of season. Uh, we're going to mention a couple guys, and you tell me who you would prefer rest of season. Of course, we'll do listener questions as always. But, of course, kick it off with the nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. So we almost made a a, a a switch to the nonsense draft pre-show. We were we were gonna do uh different names that we can give Zach with his mustache. And <laughs> I didn't think we can come up with enough of them, but uh we've already gotten like ten or eleven names on this show so far, so we probably could have done that. But tonight we are gonna be drafting the worst things that people give away for trick or treat. So uh this could be you know, going back to your days when you were trick or treating, uh, I know neither one of you have kids, which is why I picked this one because I was really curious. Because uh, you know, I I have kids, I have a kid, a, a kid. Um, so there's been some interesting things that have been put in there since uh, since since she got to the age where she was able to go trick or treating. So we're gonna talk about that tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and kick it off here, Zach. You got the one on one here. So what are you going with here? Yeah, um, there's no kids that I know of. Hopefully, we'll keep it that way. But <laughs> with that mustache, you need to stay away from yeah. that. By the end of the <laughs> show, you're going to have one with that mustache. Yeah, it, it, he, yeah, yeah. You might have a whole fleet by the time Halloween's over. We're going to have to beat them off. With the we stick. might have to order that shirt you were talking about—the free mustache, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I, I got to go first and foremost. It's in the name of the candy. I'm going to try and keep it on brand with candies because we've been. I'll let you guys be creative with the other stuff, but milk duds. I mean, dud is in the name. I think that says enough as to what you're getting. Who wants those? Anyone? Yeah. Like, yeah. like that was the one candy where I'm sorting through, I'm filtering things out. That's in the pile that, hey, I'll share this. Because yeah. guess what? I don't want it at all. Yeah. That's one of those where maybe now as an adult, if I smoke a little bit too much of something before bed, <laughs> I might eat a couple of those, but that would have to be my last resort in the house. And that's yeah. the only way I'm eating it. I'm not going to be sober. I don't know. I see you sitting on the couch drinking a beer with that mustache and a box of milk duds. <laughs> For sure. All right, Ryan, you got the 102 here. What you got? Anybody who gives out any kind of candy that has the word fun size or bite size on it, get the hell out of here. No kid yeah. wants little candy bars. It's king size or go home. Yeah, exactly. or you're trash. Full size candy I, bars or else. Yeah, I want a trick or treat in your neighborhoods. I was getting robbed as a kid. Yeah. Then I wasn't getting full size bars. Dude. I was like the one good house. Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't trick or treat in my neighborhood because they, <laughs> they they didn't give the good stuff. We travel across town. 
Yeah. I respect it. You got to know the good spots. All right. So I'll be the first one to give something that is not uh, a candy. And it happens every year. Um, it seems to be more prevalent uh, these days. But when uh, somebody gives out the church pamphlets, the, the, the fine God pamphlets, because they don't believe in trick-or-treating. So they give those out to the kids to try to help them. That that's I don't know. Just turn your light off and just don't give out anything. Don't don't give out the church pamphlets for kids. That's just this is kind of lame. So uh, that one definitely would have gone one on one for me because that's. I mean, Ned Flanders down the bottom of the screen might do that. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. We're just gonna keep naming them all night. I love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. That's why I joined. <laughs> all right, Zach. Back to you here at the 104. I'll, I'll take it away from candy for a second. We're going to go with, you know, I, I've had it before. I've been given dental floss. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not out here to get any sort of uh, hygiene products. I'm here to get some damn candy. Yeah. So give me, give me the candy and give me the big bars like Ryan was alluding to earlier. No dental floss for me. Yeah, I had that. On, I didn't have dental floss, but my daughter last year got one of those little free packs you get from the dentist with the toothbrush and the toothpaste, the little small toothpaste. She got one of yeah. those in her. So that was on my oh, list as well. Oh, so, gross. Yeah. Just terrible. Dude, that that's when you if you're the house next to them, you give away eggs. <laughs> exactly. Then that house gets egged the next day. I love it. All right, Ryan, you got the one oh five. Uh I'm going Tootsie Rolls. They're just so just boring and just squishy and they're trash. Yeah, Tootsie Rolls, and they're also very cheap, so that's probably why they're giving out a lot. You can go buy those yeah, bad boys. Yeah, you get too many like, of them as a kid, they're trash. You go to Costco, you can get, like, you know, life-size, like, these huge bags of, of Tootsie Rolls you just give for out for... 67 cents. Yeah, trash. <laughs> 100%. All right, I'm up at the 106 here, and I got a bunch on my list. I thought y'all were going to take some of these, so I made a lot of them. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, let's see, what should I go with? I'm going to go with, I don't even know if y'all remember these, because I, apparently I was when I was researching this stuff, uh, the, the company, I guess, went out of business after like 70 years of being in business. Did y'all ever have Nico wafers? Neko, dude. Neko, Neko wafers? wafers? I love oh, Neko wafers. I hate Neko wafers. That, they're like, they look, I, I see Zach's face looks confused. They look kind of mm-hmm. like Smarties, but they're okay. like bigger, and they're like they're flat. And they're dusty. I, don't, I can't they're explain like, they're any like other. They're like chalk. Yeah, they're like chalk. They're like eating it's, chalk. It's exactly what it is. It's like eating I'm, chalk. I'm glad I haven't experienced them. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. They are they are terrible because I used to think they, you know, in your head you want them to taste like like Smarties or Sweet Tarts, and, and they don't. But apparently Ryan likes them. So, uh, but yeah, they were never my favorite as a kid. I always hated getting those. All right, Zach, back to you for your last one here. We're going to go with a healthy option. I'm sorry. I'm not out here in the streets trick-or-treating trying to get some healthy, you know, nutritional value. I'm trying to get some sweets. I'm trying to get some stuff that's going to make me blow up a toilet for the next few days. You know, like right. give me way too much sugar and I won't eat it all. But I don't, apples especially. Oh, like yeah. I, I don't know how many times I, I was to a house as a kid. And they're dropping an apple in there. I'm like, Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm really here for. Yep. Like, I can eat these any day. They have them at school. They have them at home. They're everywhere. Like, I don't usually see the candy sitting around. 100%. All right, Ryan, number eight. Dude, any of those, like, old-fashioned grandma candies that are, like... <laughs> strawberry the bonbons. Things that, yes, huh? The strawberry the, bonbons. I had those yes, on my list. The, I couldn't think of what they were called. Yeah, <laughs> yes. those grandma candies. They're terrible. They are absolutely terrible. Yeah, those are on my list as well. I, I hate those things. All right, so I got a bunch of things on my list. We're going to do some honorable mentions at the end here, but um, last pick is what I'll take here, and I'm going to go with. So 
this this candy is terrible in its own right. Uh, and this doesn't happen quite as often anymore with my daughter, but I know when I was a kid, it happened a lot where they would give out loose candy corn. It like wasn't oh. even in a package. They would just give you a handful of candy corn. Candy corn by itself is not good, but when it's just loose in the bottom of your Halloween basket, not good at all. Yeah, I don't care if it's loose in my side or if you if you bundled it up into a nice little bag for me. I don't want it either way. Who likes candy corn? Yeah, it's absolutely like, terrible. That's decoration only. 100%. I also have a couple of honorable mentions as well. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and give us a couple of your honorable mentions there? Uh, I got two more candies. Rolos. Uh, Anyone ever? No. Again, yeah, nobody really knows. Yeah, no. And then dots. Those are just boring glass of what? Yeah. And especially, they're usually the fun size box too. So there's like three dots in there. <laughs> exactly. They're not good, and you give me a couple of them. What yep. am I supposed to do with this? Yep, agreed. Um, I got one honorable mention. It's anything out of the van that Zach drives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's free. Here you go, kiddos. I got some candy. <laughs> and also, I've been waiting for the candy with drugs in it my entire life, and that's never candy. Never happened. <laughs> we can all have a dream. What are these sweet houses giving out the free drugs? <laughs> uh, let's see. Another one I have, Jamie mentioned in the chat, is when they give away pennies. When they give away any kind of, like, coins, change. What kind of rich neighborhood are you in that gives away free money? Yeah, I don't know. Pennies aren't really I'm, money. I don't I've know been about in that. the money ones, just not pennies. Yeah, the penny ones, no thanks. They were usually, if they were giving out money, at least the ones I experienced, it was, it was a one. Nothing crazy. And then the other nothing one I had... Do y'all know, a lot of thanks. I won't spend a whole lot of nothing on this. Do y'all know what double bubble bubble gum is? That like super dry bubble gum. Yes, it comes in the wrapper. Little, little yeah, wrapper. It, it it has flavor for all of like three seconds. Fourteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. You were swapping in a new piece. Yeah, every minute or so. Yep. I always I hate the double bubble, but I, you get a whole bunch of those every year in Halloween because they give them away in those free bag, those big bags of like mixed candy. All right, let's get to some football stuff. News and notes from around the league. Uh, Jamie's got another name for you, Alex Trebek. <laughs> We're just going to go with this all night. This is going to be a theme all night. I love it. Uh, all right, so news and notes. So the first one I got on here uh, is, is is two tight ends. Basically, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride. Uh, Zach Ertz was put on the IR, uh, so he'll miss at least four games. Uh, I know I was uh, buying into McBride before the season started, thinking that Zach Ertz would never in his million years play as an older player coming up a major injury. He did. He played well. So my thought is, uh, Trey McBride steps into a bigger role here, Ryan. What are your thoughts on McBride rest of the season? I mean, if you love high volume and low efficiency with a chance of touchdowns, he's perfect for you. I think he's playable in PPR is a low tier, you know, tight end 10 through 15. because. He's going to get volume because all they have there is Hollywood Brown. We saw six targets right away, and we saw the inefficiency. It's what we're expecting out of that offense, and I'm fine with it. Like, I'd be not happy starting, but it'd be okay. Does it get any like, better when Kyler Murray gets back? Efficiency Maybe, wise? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that should help. I mean, if he's really healthy, but like, if we're in the part after we're getting down the rankings to tight end nine with Cole Komet, Johnny Smith, Logan Thomas somehow still exists. I'm I'm okay starting training for I once we're in that range. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Zach? I really like Trey McBride rest of the season. Um uh, he's someone I've been high on since he was coming out of the draft. I think he kind of got forgotten about because he was drafted to a team that had Zach Ertz. But he was the top tight end in that draft class. And 
you know, we've seen Kyler utilize the tight ends a lot. Look at how Zach Ertz was when Kyler was healthy and Zach was healthy. I want to believe that maybe that could be McBride with Kyler coming back. And now with, yeah, Zach Ertz out now, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, it's not, he's not going to jump into that top tier of tight ends by any mean, but I think this is going to be a really exciting time for dynasty value for him. But also, yeah, in that Cole Komet range, I think he can be in that conversation every week. Also, last I checked when I was doing my waiver show yesterday, Trey McBride was still less than 10% owned in redraft. Yeah. So that's where I really like him in that regard when you're looking at some of those other tight end options. Yeah, I love it. And Jamie's got another name here, Tom Selleck, for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I'm being proud of. That's a handsome fella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard that, that man, like a that, couple times. I'm like, oh, thank that you. That man just reeked of sex in the 70s. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> All right, we'll stick with the tight end theme here. And uh, Dawson Knox, uh, his wrist is going to require surgery. His uh, timeline is still unknown. I know Dalton Kincaid was a popular name preseason. Uh, do we see Dalton Kincaid become viable now, you think, Ryan, with, with Dawson Knox being out? Uh, if we don't, we riot. He had eight targets this week. Uh, and other than Stephon Diggs, everything's been super unreliable in Buffalo. So if he doesn't step on this opportunity, I'm worried. Like, this is one of those times with a young player, if they don't show out, there's issues. And you know what? He did it last week against the pretty decent defense. Uh, after this Tampa game this week, he has some easy matchups with Cincinnati and Denver. We could see some big weeks coming up. Yeah. I, I'm very excited about Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. He was drafted as the first head in his class for a reason. He's super talented. This, yeah. is, this is actually exciting news for news and news. We normally don't get that. Yeah, not yet. We usually don't. Uh, this is this is super exciting, especially at week eight in the season. We're usually nit- nitpicking the little things here and there, but this is pretty yeah. big. What are your thoughts on on Dalton Kincaid? I'm just going to feed off of Ryan there. I completely agree. I've been a big Dalton Kincaid guy all year, and this is this is exactly what we want to see. Obviously, you hate to see Dawson Knox go down, but this is the opportunity opening up for Dalton. And you know, we've seen him utilized in two tight end sets, and we've seen Knox still utilized a lot. I mean. I love the eight targets and eight receptions. That's that's exa- that was like porn for me last week. You know, that was part of the inf- inspiration. Was it one that you're in? Yes. Huh? Yeah. Was that one that you're in with full bunch? Yes. <laughs> yes. You get it. But no, Dalton Kincaid, absolutely excited. I mean, going into the year, the hopes and expectations were maybe he could be that second receiving option behind Diggs. This might be his chance to do it. I don't want to get my hopes too high, but you know. The sky is really the limit for this guy, especially at a bleak tight end position. So I'm very cautiously optimistic going forward the rest of the season for Dalton King. I'm not even cautious. I, I'm firing him up, man. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, cautious. Like uh, I'm trying to ease my brakes. I'm just. Man, dude. I, if I have anybody I from think, tight end seven down, I'm firing him up. I think he could be like, or no, no, I'm not saying. I think he could be tight end six, tight end five, come end of year. So I'm just trying now to just throw him up into that category too. Yeah. That's all. I, I agree with you completely, Ryan. I just um I am very excited about Dalton Kincaid. So I'm trying to keep in my pants relatively to how I feel about him. <laughs> Another Ron Jeremy reference there. <laughs> Only he could never keep it in his pants. Uh all right, the next two notes I have here, we'll kind of combine these two together. Uh Bijan Robinson's health, quote unquote health issues that he had this past week's being investigated by the Falcons. Uh, potential fine coming. It'll be a team fine. Uh, and then I wanted to roll in Chris Olave being arrested on Monday. Do you think there's any implications for fantasy here, Zach, with uh, with these two things going on? I, you know, I doubt they do anything to Bijan with the health issues, but 
Uh, Chris Olave being arrested, maybe the NFL suspends him for a game, maybe, or is it just a fine, you think? With Bijan, I don't think anything's going to come out of it. Obviously, it was disappointing to see for anyone that was putting him in starting lineups. You know, you hate to see that last minute where it's like, oh, wow, I just probably wouldn't have played him at all if I would have known. Um, in regards to Olave, I think it's just going to be a slap on the wrist of fine. You know, uh, it, if it was more that came from it, if it was a DUI as well or something, then I would say yes. But just speeding um, excessively, I don't think the NFL is going to suspend him for it. Yeah. Are you in agreement there, Ryan? Yeah, I'm with you, Sam. I'm not worried about any of these. Fair enough. Let's talk about two injuries before we get into our next segment here. Um, so I, I put this one on here with Jerome Ford, expected to be sidelined one to two weeks, only because Dr. Ferretti, uh, going for two's own injury analyst, kind of uh, kind of poo-pooed this uh, diagnosis. Oh, there's the book right there, Fantasy. Yeah, so good good stuff. Go ahead, go ahead and plug it while you got it there. It, it's, it... Injuries suck, but your fantasy team doesn't have to. Um, really good stuff here because uh, actually you can learn a lot, not just about managing your teams, but just as a viewer. You know, it doesn't have to just be fantasy related. He goes into it all. Yep, you can find that on Amazon. Uh, again, I mentioned uh, uh, Dr. James Ferretti. He's going for two zone. Uh, but he talked about this low-grade high ankle sprain, essentially saying that there's not really a thing that's, if it's truly a high ankle sprain, he's probably going to be three to four weeks. Um, what are you looking into this, Ryan? If you own Jerome Ford, are, are you expecting him to be out longer than the one to two week window? Um, that was a lot in Cleveland, probably. But um, they're starting to give Kareem Hunt a little bit more burn, anyways. It's it's an ugly situation. Like if I can unload him, I'm getting to. Or I mean, try. It's one of those things. Like he could work out later. I just I don't feel good about it. I'm not starting him until he's like until I see a game with full reps are pretty close to it. I'm not starting them. And I'm not thinking about starting with the flex. I don't want anything to do with it until until we see it's it. proven. I'll miss a week of production to take that chance. Yeah, he's not one of those guys like, you know, you invested heavily in that when he comes back, you're plugging him in no matter what. Uh, I agree. I think you'd want to see it. Is that kind of where you're at, Zach? Yeah, I agree. I, I think it will be three to four weeks where four is just completely out. Um, and I'm still expecting rather limited from there because uh, Doc, I was talking with them, and yeah, low grade high ankle sprain. That's still uh, more of a high, highly cautious thing to be monitoring. So, not very optimistic there, as Jamie alluded to. I'm kind of keeping my eye on Pierre Strong, um, especially with how little he's rostered. Uh, obviously, waivers just processed today, but prior to that, he was only 1% rostered in leagues. So, with that in mind, um, he's someone I'm keeping my eye on going forward. All right, let's wrap it up with a guy that's coming back from injury. Um, you know, I kind of liked him a little bit. I think the pendulum had swung a little bit too far uh, with the hate uh, in the offseason. I was buying into this guy, uh, even though I wasn't big on him coming out of college. But Traylon Burks practiced all week for the Titans. <laughs> He's coming back to an offense, though, Zach, that is going to have two starting quarterbacks, apparently. They're going to mix and match. Uh, yeah. Is there any chance that Traylon Burks, not this week, but at any point this season is going to become fantasy viable? Or if you're in redraft league, is he droppable at this point? I would say he's droppable because I just can't trust it. As much as I like him as a prospect, you know, I'm mainly in Dynasty, and he's someone I might buy into in the long term about, you know, if, if he were to be rehomed at some point. But as long as he's got this quarterback situation in this offense, I'm not going to trust it and then redraft. I think I can go elsewhere at this point. What about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on Burks rest of the season? 
Um, I am actually disagreeing with Midwest Dead Clampet here. Um, <laughs> I think that with the way this team's imploding and kind of selling off all its pieces, uh, trading Byron today, the rumors of Derrick Henry being traded, uh, them starting a young quarterback. If we're hearing these vets traded, now they probably be on the block, which the murmurs are coming is D Hop. That happens. He's wide receiver one on a team that's defense is hurting and possibly could lose that RB one and that uh, in the face of their offense, which means they're going to be playing from behind and he could be a garbage time hero late in the season. Like, I think it's worth a late pickup or a stash. If you have a deeper roster, just off that dark throw, this team could go into pure tank mode. Yeah. And that could be good for a young receiver, especially if you get in one of these young quarterbacks who you kind of grew up with when he got drafted. I think there's a positive that. Yeah, that's a good call. He could just be a target monster, a very inefficient target monster, but a shit ton of targets and garbage time counts for us as well. So yeah. I, I love garbage time. Yeah. Same. I love garbage time as well. And I, I agree with some of what you touched on there in regards to, you know, if I have the deeper bench, I don't want to get rid of Traylon for that potential garbage time upside. It's just on those shallow bench redraft leagues, that's where I might be yeah. considering some bigger names that would be out there. But yeah, if there's, I would say, 10 bench spots or plus in redraft, I'm, I'm keeping him. Keep him. He's not going anywhere. All right, good stuff. Let's get to our next segment. It's a little early for a victory lap. All right, we're doing victory laps. Uh, these are guys that we talked up during the season that uh, through eight weeks at least, we think we are pretty spot on and, and looking pretty good for the rest of the season. And uh, Zach, you're the guest here, so why don't you go first and give us your first victory lap. You can just call me Earl um, from My Name is Earl, actually. And um, I was feeling lucky, you know, on some of these. You know, I'm glad I have a couple victory laps because I feel just like Earl on that show where you, you win the lottery and then you get hit by the bus. You know, I have a couple of these victory laps. I have a couple guys that fit me as well. The one that I'm very proud of, he's never failed me, Mr. David Montgomery. Year in, year out, he's doubted. He's questioned. There's always a reason why it's someone else. And he just keeps producing. And he's only played four games. He's running back 17 in PPR. He is running back 28 going into the year. But also, he's played 70% or more of the snaps in three of those four games. And I love that. And also, 16-plus carries. Four out of four games he's played. They're feeding him the rock. They're paying him. He's clearly a part of that offense. And I'm just, I'm loving it because I could get him for cheap and late in redraft or dynasty, you yep. know? And he's helping me eat in both. I, I love me some David Montgomery. Yeah. It, were... Go ahead, Brian. It's like we, it's like the writing was on the wall that they liked their big running backs last year when everybody thought Jamal Williams wasn't shit. And now they brought in David Montgomery, who was actually not terrible in Chicago. We just have that dirt, dirt in our mouth face because it's Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And he came there and he got that role and he shined. His, on my other show, we bet, uh, we did like our preseason prop bets. And everybody gave me shit because I said that David Montgomery with five and a half touchdowns on the year was just easy, is easy money. <laughs> well, he got that in like three games. Yeah, that's true. I think he had a game where he had like 30 carries, didn't he? I can't remember the exact game it was. Week two or week three, he had like 30 carries or something ridiculous. Um, that's like, you know, old school, like 90s football right there. Gibbs yeah. is the handcuff to Monty, not Monty the handcuff to Gibbs. Yeah. At this point in time, that's how it is in that offense. All right, Ryan, give us a victory lap. Uh, I'm going to start with a, one who I just thought should have been high regardless. And it's Evan Ingram. 
Like he was, he's that true big time threat in that Jack offense. And he is just a smidge out of the top five, which on our bold takes I called. And I think he's going to finish there, man. Yeah. He's, he's been super solid. As the season goes on, he's getting more and more involved. And on the flip side, I was the one who said, also said, I'm, I'm doubling up with a negative one. Because I keep a little negative in the day. I said Calvin Ridley was ever drafted. But I'm victory out them both on how that Jack's offense has panned out. And it's still a victory lap. If you, you said he was not going to be that great, and he hasn't been. After you know, week one, we're a little bit nervous. But then after that, it's been like, okay, we were right. Christian Kirk is the guy. Just predicted that offense completely. It's not. Yeah, 100%. So my victory lap, if you've watched, my, watched the show at all, you probably already know who it is, and that's Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, I went out even beyond just fantasy and said that he could potentially be the league's MVP if he stays healthy all season. He's currently listed as the second highest odds to win MVP behind Patrick Mahomes. Um, that offense has been pretty spectacular. I know they had a couple of down weeks here just recently, but uh, they are, you know, they are a track meet, and Tua is running that track meet, and he's got some great weapons. Uh, and I say what you will about Tua. I know people always talk about how he was checked down Charlie and this and that. But the last couple of years, if you look at his, his his stats, his advanced stats, he's actually one of the most efficient deep ball throwers in the NFL and has been for a couple of years. Uh, people just want to talk about the check down that he had a couple of years ago when he had a different coach and a different offensive scheme that required him to check it down. But he's uh, he's 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 been playing out of his mind. And I think he'll continue to play that way as long as he can stay healthy. So that's definitely my victory lap. Zach, you got another one? I'm going to keep it in the Detroit Lions house right now. Mr. Jared Goff. You know, I had him at QB 10 going into the year. Um, I don't understand why we were questioning him after last year. He was just a model of consistency week in, week out. Obviously, there are some concerns of whether he could do it at home and on the road. But so far, he's got four out of five weeks where he scored, or he's been projected 20-plus, and he's beaten that projection. So. And and I love that one. It's not necessarily not necessarily these high scoring sexy games, but it's consistent. I can depend on it. I know what I'm I'm getting, and I managed to get them late. Like I said, QB eighteen going into the year, QB eight right now, and there's no stopping them. I'm sorry. Obviously, the Ravens did this one week, but week in week out against those shitty NFC North teams, um, I'm feeling really good about them. Yeah, I love it. He he's new Kirk Cousins. He's new Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you agreed. He's better than that. Yeah, we we talk about him on the on the DFS show. You mentioned the whole home and road splits, and this year he's actually been pretty good on the road. Uh, the one difference, the one you know uh, outlier, is that Ravens game. But he also did have his running game. Uh, if you look at the games that he did succeed on the road, he had David Montgomery back there carrying the ball, you know, twenty plus times, which helps him out. If you had to pass the ball a ton with the, uh, Jared Goff on the road, uh, it's not going to look pretty. But he's been he's been good overall. So I agree. Mm-hmm. I like the volume as well. Just one last part. He's thrown at least 210 yards in every game, and he's had at least 28 attempts. And so I just, I love the volume there as well. Good stuff. All right, Ryan, you got another one? Yeah, do we have one or two more? Uh, we, we can do two more. We got time for two more. Okay. I, I want to go with my deep one who I just, I can't not talk about Brian Robinson. <laughs> I loved him. I said he was such a steal. His ADP was, oh, I don't know. Too low, I can't find. Oh, running back, 32-92 overall. Yeah. And he is currently sitting in the top 12. And he's a big part of that offense, even as a receiver with the ghost of Antonio Gibson that would scare everybody away. And it, they show they wanted him in there last year. We should have listened. Yep. 
hundred percent. And then and the the passing down stuff is was kind of uh, surprising because I don't think even you you really suspected that he'd be involved in the passing game as much as he has yeah, been. He has thirty two targets right now. Yeah, that's it's impressive. Huge. It's that's third for oh sorry, Ron Robinson was on that there. He's but he's had a little bit of work there as well. Like yeah. he's been good. Yeah, he's been he's I think he's caught two touchdowns this year as well. Yeah, yeah. fourteen targets. I'm sorry. Two, yeah, two touch, two receiving touchdowns. I'll take yeah, that. Hundred percent. All right, the other guy I got. Uh, I'm going to go home on this one. I was saying it all off season. Now injuries have kind of played a part a little bit, but Brandon Ayuk is definitely the receiver one in that offense. It's not Debo. It's not you know. It might be Christian McCaffrey, maybe. Uh, but uh, Ayuk has has shown that he is. You know, you put him on any other offense uh, that doesn't. It's not as conservative as the 49ers, or doesn't have as many weapons as the 49ers, and he's probably a top. Uh, I don't know, top eight receiver. Um, he, he beats his man every time, just about, uh, despite even like this past weekend when, uh, they, they knew he was getting the ball. He was the only def- receiver out there. He was still beating his man. Uh, so Brandon Ayuk was mine. He, he hasn't had the touchdowns yet that I'm hoping that he does eventually get, uh, Christian McCaffrey's got 16 straight touchdowns. So it's kind of hard to score when Christian McCaffrey's doing all the scoring for you. But, uh, I think once he starts getting those touchdowns too, we'll start to recognize him a little bit better, but he's been, he's been really good so far this year. Let's do one more, Zach. Najee Harris. I've never liked him, and I never will. It's it's bad. It's you know I I purposefully avoided him, but even my rough projections on him couldn't be this bad. Right now he's running back thirty-seven. I'm looking at NPPR format. He's got two weeks in double digits. That's not what you want to see. And only one of those he got because he got that single touchdown of the year. Super uninspiring. I look at Jalen Warren like the number one running back there. You know, he was a guy that obviously a lot of the community was lower on this year after some poor stat lines last year, to say the least. But still, you know, if he fell far enough, a lot of people were still considering him. Pride myself on just treating him as a do not touch, regardless of where he was falling. And he's showing as much now because stock down week after week. And, yep. you know, this is a guy you can get for scrapped parts at this point. Yeah, I thought I was buying low on, on him with a second round pick in my dynasty league. And now I'm like, damn, I should have just waited a couple <laughs> more weeks. Could have got him for a third, probably. He's been mm-hmm. absolutely trash. Uh, Ryan, you got one more? Yeah, I'm still with a guy who everybody was worried about. He finished great last year. But they drafted a rookie in the third round at the same position, and they thought he was going to fall off and drop to ADP running back 16, and that's Kenneth Walker. I said, don't worry. He's a superior running back. He has that explosiveness. And even without a ton of carries, he's still good. But he's still getting a ton of carries. He's the lead back in that offense. It's not close. He's involved in the passing game, too. He is a great runner. They're going to keep him involved. It was absurd that he was falling. Yeah, I mean, Sharps, you barely heard anything about him at this point, other than the fact that he's been injured the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, we barely called his name at all. It's been Kenneth Walker show, for sure. It's a good call. Ooh, look at us, get, look at us making it big and getting some, <laughs> getting some people spam. trying to promote themselves in <laughs> yeah, here. Getting a little bit of spam in the chat. Yeah, that, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> all right. Things uh, that shouldn't get for Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> spam for sure. All right, so uh, my last one here is is a rookie that I was super high on pre-draft. Uh, I dipped a little bit when he got drafted to this team, but then the more I thought about it, I started to like him even more. 
Uh, Zay Flowers for uh, for Ryan's Ravens. Um, I I loved Zay Flowers. He was my my draft crush long before, probably in February before anybody was even really talking about him. I was all over Zay Flowers. He went to the Ravens, and I was kind of like, oh man, I've 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 played this game before with with Bateman and a few other guys that I got excited about. Uh, but I stuck to my guns. I still picked up Flowers in a lot of my dynasty leagues, and it's paying off now. I think he's going to be super solid uh, for the rest of the season and going forward in that offense. He's the first receiver since like I can't remember if it's 73 or 79 was the stat who's had 50 scrimmage yards in the first seven games of his career wow that's impressive and I know the the Ravens haven't had a a top I know he's not top 12 but they haven't had a top 12 receiver in since like 1989 or something crazy like they didn't, that. Ex- they didn't exist then but yeah yeah <laughs> it was I forget the name Michael Jackson I think is the last top 12 receiver the Ravens have had that was a long time ago <laughs> all right let's go ahead and jump into our uh our pickums of the week prop bet of the week all right let me get my screen up here all right uh zach why don't we go to you first here give us uh give us your leg here on the on the underdog uh props Hmm. props right now i am really liking minnesota against green bay i wanted to work this one out with you boys specifically as sure. to what we jump on with this game but i'm expecting big time things from minnesota and uh looks and like I, I really there's not I a really ton on the packers side sort of, of things. Offensive yeah. i no no i'm talking about for minnesota i want to i want to jump on either i was either looking at one and a half passing touchdowns for kirk cousins or i was going to jump on jordan addison of some sort that's where my i wanted to kind of talk that part out with you too yeah, where are you at, Ryan, with this one? So Kirk Cousins' line is one and a half passing touchdowns, higher or lower. And Addison's, uh, you said his receiving yards is 57 and a half receiving yards. I like that Addison one because they've shown that they're a high target to your top guy offense. Like, we're seeing it. We saw it clear as day last week Yeah, with Addison. I, I like that for Addison. Yeah, I expect Minnesota be in full control of this game. You know, I think they're very clearly the superior team here. I can't believe the the spread is reflecting otherwise right now. But I love Minnesota in this game, and yeah, I expect a lot of passing because injuries. Packers are just falling down left and right, more especially in the secondary for their defense. And with that in mind, I mean whether JJ is there or not, Minnesota has been feasting, and especially towards Addison. I like that 57 and a half receiving yards there. Yeah, and the uh, Vikings can't run the ball. I think they had two runs in the first quarter of this last game against my 49ers of like eight or nine yards, and he ended up with 35 yards for the day. So Who, who won that game? I forgot. I don't want to talk about it. I, I blocked it out. <laughs> and then and then we're, we're going to be starting Stan Darnold this week, too. I don't know if you've seen that note yet. Dude, I, I heard it's not even going to be a change. That's what they're saying on ESPN. It's not even a change between him and Brock Brady. They're the same person. You hear that? <laughs> all right, all right. Simmer down there, Mister Raven. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying what ESPN said. I disagree with that, but I was just repeating what I heard on TV. Gotcha. And on the Twitters. On the Twitters. All right, Ryan. What you got for your leg for your pick and uh, leg here? I'm bringing it full circle back to news and notes, and I'm taking Dal- Dalton Kincaid over four four receptions. Ooh, that's a nice one. Like. They said before they're they're fine. They're trying to have a hard time finding weapons in that offense. Other outside of Diggs, he showed he could do it last week. And four catches really isn't that much when you're technically by the number two uh, 
target that offense. Now, the tricky thing is, is it's four receptions, which means he has to catch five. There's no half. I like the 30, I like the 37 and a half receiving yards um, with the, with needing five. I actually, I don't hate five though. I have him projected at six and I feel like that's relatively safe right now because I think Kincaid's starting to get volume right now. So yeah, I think it's stupid. They listed at 40 or at the yeah. four and a half when everybody else is, everything else is at a half. Yeah. I, I would have been, it. I would have been nervous if it was five and a half flirting with that six line, but I still like four. Yeah. Four and a half solid. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I had a couple different options here. Uh, I was hoping that my Niners would have some props, but last I checked, because of the Purdy injury, they hadn't listed any. Yeah, they still haven't. They have no uh, no four That's Niners. That's a pretty good problem to have. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to look at the the Kansas City and Denver game. We know how bad the Denver defense is, uh, and I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take. We've, we've done it before, and we got burned the last time. But I'm going to go with Pacheco. Uh, over or higher 66 and a half rushing yards against this terrible uh, Denver defense. Um, They're still ranked last in pretty much every category. Uh, Pacheco's getting a ton of work. He burned us last time, uh, but I think this week we'll, we'll get him at, at 66 and a half. It's a pretty good line there. All right, let me drop my five bucks. Hopefully this week is uh, better than the last seven weeks. We have yet to hit the show prop bet yet, so... Uh, Wait till we hit it before you bet it. <laughs> nah, dude, do it now. Yeah, it. I, I think that's. A, I mean, that's between, a solid one. Je- Jeff's feeling good today. Bob Belcher's flipping up them burgers, feeling good. <laughs> we got this. We got this this week. All right, let's do some this or that. It's time for this or that. All right, this is this or that. The rest of season version. So I'm going to give you all a couple players. Uh, and you tell me which of those players you prefer rest of season. Uh, we'll start with the quarterback position and a guy we just talked about, Ryan. Three guys here, Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, or Sam Howell. Which of those three guys do you prefer rest of season? Oof, um, this is rough, but I'm going with Jordan Love. I like the rushing upside. I think he's, ha- I think he's slowly improving. Getting, getting a little bit healthier. I like Jordan Love there. And we see some injuries with Purdy. And I don't, quarterbacks have that rushing upside when they're young and experienced. I'd rather go with the guy who has to run. Fair enough. You're going with Jordan Love. Zach, who you got here? Yeah. I got to go with the same, and I don't even feel good about it. You know, it's not. I feel gross um, about it. It's real gross. Yeah. Uh, I want to take Brock here. If, if he was healthy, it would. I think we can all agree it would easily be Brock. If there was no concussion concerns and he was just going to maintain what he's been doing, I, it's not an indictment on Brock per se. But I think boom bust with Jordan Love, Sam Howell. That's what I see. I expect both these teams to be losing more often than not, and I expect passing volume to be there. It's just about is Jordan Love making the right read on that safety where those deep balls when they're trying to come back late or not, is that going to the right team or not? That's my big concern there. I think there is promise with Jordan Love. It's going to be slow and steady and just baby steps. I think we got to keep the expectations low, but yeah, Jordan Love. And I, I feel just about as disgusting as this mustache about it. Yeah. I think I got to go Jordan Love too. Um, I think, you know, even if Brock Purdy was healthy, this team wants to play good defense and run the ball. Um, I know he's had a couple of good games or good weeks with the with his his stats for fantasy, but 
ideally they'd want him to throw the ball 20 times or less and just run the ball with Christian McCaffrey and in that whole stable of running backs, play good defense, keep the score low. So they're not going to be in those kind of games where he's going to have to put up, you know, three or four touchdowns. Uh, Sam Howell worries me because he is on pace to absolutely smash the the quarterback sacks. I think he has 40 sacks. He's been sacked 40 times already. Uh, you can't make it through a season like that. How yeah. is he upright still? Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I just don't see how he makes it the entire season that way. So Jordan Love is be my pick as well. I think the upside, you get the upside there. You get the floor with the rushing ability. Um, they're going to be in some games where he's going to have to pass the ball a little bit more. So I, I'm going Jordan Love rest of the season as well. And I think we can all agree that we expect a little bit more from Jordan Love if Aaron Jones isn't on a pitch count anymore. So hopefully in the weeks to come, Aaron Jones is back to full health, and that should help Jordan Love a lot. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's go to uh, to the running back position, and I'll go to you first this time, Zach. Again, another, another triple one here. This one's a little bit tougher because these guys are actually pretty good running backs. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, or Saquon Barkley rest of season? Should I make it seem like I had a hard time deciding on this one? Because this one felt easy for me. This was Saquon by a mile. Um, I, when Saquon's been playing, he's looked great. Uh, it's just a matter of if he can stay healthy. You know, obviously, it hasn't been pretty for any part of the Giants, but the one kind of consistent part has been Barkley when he's on the field. And I'm going to trust that as long as he's out there, he's going to be the main guy in that offense. So I, I'm taking Saquon over Breeze or Bijan there. All right. Ryan, is it easy for you? It is not. And I'm, I think I'm going weird on this because I trust what we're seeing. And it's, you can tell what the team's doing. I'm going to pretty solid. The Jets want to play good defense and run the ball. They hit a game where it didn't work out last week and he ended up catching five passes. I love what we're seeing out of him. He's healthy now. We've seen back to back RB three and four finishes. He's a big part of that offense. Like we had 20, 25 touches and 18 touches in back-to-back weeks Yeah, as a healthy running back in this offense. And guess what? Their schedule is pretty damn good, minus the Miami games. And Miami still gives up running. And he's involved in the passing game. And they don't have weapons. I love Brees Hall the rest of the season. McCaffrey, the Giants are terrible. Barkley, you know, if he gets nagging injuries, he might not come back in time, and he's still having a hard time super inefficient ball, and he's playing bad game scripts. Yeah. The Jets are at least keeping the men. And I don't know what the hell Atlanta's doing with Bichon. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I don't trust. I Bichon trust was the man. one that I wasn't considering yeah. for sure. It, like, I, I all... want to. I want to, but yeah. Atlanta <laughs> yeah. scares me, man. Everything they do just doesn't make sense, and doesn't it's super sense. frustrating. But I love Bichon, man. I think he's a superstar. Yeah, he's he's moved up my dynasty rankings considerably, and I think he's one of the top three to five guys to get right now. Yeah, in I'm I'm with you, Ryan. I'm on Brees Hall as well, and and Saquon Barkley has been great. Uh, he's just had a couple injury scares. He even had one this past week where he went off with, you know, a limp. He had you know, it's kind of walking off with a a, a bum arm. Uh, ended up coming back and being fine, but. It just seems like it's always something with him, and I, it, I'm just worried that it's going to take one hit, and he's not, he's going to be out, or I mean, the team's going to be terrible, and he's just not going to, they're just going to shut him down. Like, why, why risk him at that? I'm point? expecting Daniel Jones to have some positive regression at some point, um, just a little bit because it's been so bad, and I think that's where it helps Saquon. But I, I have Saquon at running back six because I'm expecting him. Hope I should probably just say praying that he's, he plays out the year, but I have Brees Hall at nine. 
So that's where like when I'm projecting Saquon, so I, that's why it was easy for me. But Brees isn't far behind. Bijan, that's uh, yeah. no, I can't right now. I think we all want to see Bijan be good. We want to see him get that full workload, but until we see it, yeah. it's hard to want to go anywhere near that. I just don't trust that coaching staff that they even know how to use him. I don't know if y'all saw the stat, but for the past couple of weeks, not this past week, but two weeks before that, they were running Kyle Pitts like 70% in the slot, and he was absolutely crushing it. They lined him up on the outside as an outside receiver this past week more often than not. Like, what what are we doing? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he was dominating the slot. Keep him in the slot. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, let's go to the a receiver here, and uh, we got some some uh, some time issues, so we'll skip over a couple of the ones I had listed there. I want to go to this one, this rookie that we just kind of talked about a little bit ago. Um, two rookies, actually. Rest of season, Ryan. Zay Flowers or Josh Downs? It's always Zay. I know Josh Downs has been really good lately, but they still have Michael Pittman, who, other than last week, they've been using a lot. They just forgot he was there. I guess he just didn't show up in those ugly-ass jerseys. I don't know. <laughs> but um, Zay Flowers is a huge part of that Baltimore offense. I think the offense, just from watching it every week, it's starting to make those strides into turning into a passing offense with the Todd Monken system. And I think it's finally starting to click with them getting healthy. And Zay's a huge part of it. I And he's their number one receiver. Yeah. Yep, I love it. What about you, so Zach? What you got? Zach Downs? Or Zach, uh, Fla- Zay Flowers or Josh Downs? Zay Flowers. I, I really like the volume of Josh Downs right now with Minshew in that Colts offense, but as JT gets more in stride, I expect more of that to go towards JT because Downs is still the wide receiver too there. Um, and I, I yeah, Zay Flowers has looked like a star. I'm really excited about him. He he was someone I wasn't necessarily the highest on, and I'll admit that coming into the year, wasn't out on him, but you know he's earned my respect, and that's where. Uh, with that in mind, I, I see a very high ceiling for Zay Flowers. I'm thinking of that. Yeah, he was my victory lap, so I'll stay with Zay Flowers as well. I, I think in this offense, this is an, a better offense overall. Um, Lamar Jackson has proven that he can be a passer as well as a runner, and that that dual threat opens up so much in the passing game. Um, you know, Josh Downs, I love Josh Downs too. Um, I think he's been great with Garner Minshew at quarterback, but that offense is not going to be nearly as good, and there's going to be less scoring opportunities. And as you mentioned, Michael Pittman is there as well. So. Uh, let's do the tight end one, and there's two guys we've already talked about, and I mixed in a third guy here. Rest of season, Zach, Michael Mayer, Trey McBride, or Dalton Kincaid? Three guys with a lot of promise uh, to end the year. I like all three in different ways, but it's in different tiers of promise right now. You know, I see upside for each of them, but Meyer would be that third tier. McBride would be that second. Kincaid's at the top there. Kincaid's the one I'm going with. Yeah. Are you in, are you in agreement there, Ryan? Yeah, I agree with Dick Dickerson. <laughs> it just keeps coming. I love it. There's been so many. We could have done a whole, a whole entire show on just uh, names for Zach. Yeah, I'm with I'm with y'all as well. Dalton Kincaid has the highest upside. I think all these guys are going to be solid going forward. They'll be good uh, DFS guys. If y'all watch the the DFS show on Friday nights at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on this channel, uh, you know we talk about tight ends being the the cheap ones are the ones you want. These guys will all be cheap this week, uh, but Kincaid has the tremendous upside in an offense that's really good. So I, I'll take Kincaid as well. Oh, is that offense really good? It's supposed to be is good. It, is yeah. that team really good right <laughs> yeah. now? Fair they point. Yeah, fair point. They haven't looked good recently, that's for sure. All right, let's do some listener questions. Go ahead. Ask me anything. 
All right, we got room for a couple here. Um, we'll just kind of alternate back and forth here. Uh, we'll go with this one from Pistol Pete, and we'll go to you, Zach, on this one. This is a trade. Uh, Jameer Gibbs and Devonta Smith for Jonathan Taylor. Which side do you prefer there? Now, we have no background. We don't know if it's PPR. We're going to assume it's a PPR league. Uh, it's definitely a redraft league. It's not a, it's not okay. a dynasty okay. league. Okay. Redraft, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I want I want all the Jonathan Taylor I can get right now, and I will gladly give that up to get him. Um, I, you know, yeah, in Dynasty, probably the complete other way. But yeah. um, in regards to redraft this year only, I like Jonathan Taylor there. All right. Ryan, this is a sit start for week eight. Uh, this is a it's a PPR league, and again, it is redraft. Not that it matters, but for week eight, Drake London or Josh Downs. Man. Uh, God, I'm struggling on this one. Probably. I'm, I'm believing in Drake London still. I know Josh Downs looked great this week, but it was still off only six targets, which means it's big play dependent. I know Drake London's similar to that, but I think his touchdown upside's higher. And we've seen flashes as ugly as it has, where he's disappeared and come back. But last week he was off, so I think the bounce back's here. Like Josh Downs it just hasn't been consistent with game. Neither is London, but like the consistency's been a little bit better, and I trust the big body proven wide receiver. Fair point. Uh, and I want to get to everybody's name too. The Discord. The first question was from Pistol Pete on the Discord. Uh, this one was from Steve Hogum. Um, and we got one more here, Zach. Let's do uh, Pack Pack Zoo uh, PPR. He needs two of these guys: George Pickens, Hollywood Brown, Amari Cooper, and Alexander Madison. Which of those two are we going with? Well, first and foremost, let's not consider anyone in the Minnesota running back room for the foreseeable future until we see otherwise. Um, yeah, yeah. So pretty much forever. I agree there. Uh, also, same thing probably goes for Amari Cooper right now, where we shouldn't really want to touch that at all until we know what we're getting in that passing game. And I, I actually think we already know what we're getting in that passing game, and that's nothing good. So with that in mind, I'm wearing George Pickens and Hollywood. Uh, with that, I'm feeling good about those two. Yeah, I like those two as well. All right, and this last one here was in the Discord, and this one created a lot of, uh, I don't want to say controversy, but there's a lot of debate over this one, Ryan. Redraft PPR, he's giving up Brandon Ayuk and Addison, and he's getting Keenan Allen and Tyler Algier. Now, I will uh, preface this by saying it's a very shallow league. I think they only start eight. Um, so that kind of made a little bit of an argument as far as whether or not you want the elite guy in Keenan Allen, or did you want the, the more depth with Ayuk and Addison? So again, giving up Brandon Ayuk and Addison to get Keenan Allen and Tyler Algier, which side do you want? Um, honestly, I want the Ayuk and Addison side. Um, reasons for it. I think he, obviously Keenan Allen has been ridiculous this year. He showed that age day, nothing but a number. And he's in balling out, been a target monster. He's third in points per game. But Addison is picking up. He's popped himself in the top 12 receivers right now in PPR. Or, sorry, just outside of wide receiver 13 off of one week is wide receiver one. We don't know how long Justin Jefferson is going to be out, which could be for the foreseeable for multiple weeks. And if they keep losing, it could be longer. Like, we don't know how long he's going to be out. And Addison's a top 12 receiver until then. And Brandon Ayuk, like you talked before, he is also a wide receiver to a worst. Like yeah. you're getting two guys who are must starts, and Algiers question mark in Atlanta. 
So I'd rather take the chance of those two and just feel very comfortable with it. Fair enough. And another name on the uh, from someone on Facebook, uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we didn't think of that one. We were talking about Gardner Minshew on the show, but yeah, your mustache reminds me of Gardner Minshew as well. All right, let's get to our last Whoa, segment. That that was just low hanging fruit. We are bad, yeah. bad, <laughs> yeah. bad football fans. But Ron Swanson, bring it on for this. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, Zach, come strong here. What you got? All right, I've got a guy. He had a six-year career from 2014 to 2019. Wide receiver. He played four first four years in Jacksonville. You know, he uh, his best year was 2015. He was wide receiver 14 on the year for fantasy football in PPR. He had one year in that year where he had 10 plus touchdowns. That was his only oh, year with over a thousand I know who it yards. Is. It's uh, and who played opposite week- of Allen Robinson that year. I can't think of his name. He ended up in his week one of his rookie year. He finished second in fantasy for the 2014 season with 23 fantasy points. I have the right player, right? He finished up in Dallas, I yes. believe, right? Did he finish his career in Dallas? Correct. Or, uh, Miami the year following, but yes, he went from Jacksonville for four years to Dallas for God, what, what's his name? Oh my God, I can picture his face. I can't think um, of his name right now. Uh, tried to come with a good one. Oh my God. I know, I know who it is. And I, I just can't because that year. Yeah. I only know this because that year was when my dynasty league started and I picked up Allen Robinson and Blake Bortles was the quarterback that year. Uh, the year after, obviously I picked those two guys up thinking I was set for life with my, with my dynasty roster and Robinson goes on and gets injured and then gets traded and Blake Bortles is becomes Blake Bortles. But I, I can't did, remember the other guy's name that was with I them. I took this guy in my dynasty startup and this was that my first dynasty that year. And I remember I, week one when he finished wide receiver to his rookie year i was like oh my god is this happening already nope didn't last long but he got my hopes up for a bit should i tell you i mean i know his name as soon as you say it i'm gonna do you have any other clues so we can just think of that let's see uh you you went to university of miami um he's let's see six foot three there wasn't really any signature plays, you know, it was that big week one. But yeah, 2015, 15 games, 64 receptions on 105 targets, 1,031 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Okay. He, after that, only had three touchdowns at most. Um, but it, Jeff's, Jeff drunk. kept the first name. You got the first name right. I'm it, is, it is the other Allen. It's, yes. Yeah, it's Allen. I can't. Oh my god, I'm so mad right now. Alan Hearns, there it is. Gerson yeah. got it in the chat. Thank Hearns. you. I knew Alan I Hearns. could not think of his name. It was I kept wanting to say Keenan McCardle, but I knew that wasn't right. I'm like, that's not the right yeah, name. Keenan McCardle was good for a long time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why his, it, that, that name stuck in my head. Yeah, good good call, Gerson. Way to pull it out because I knew I knew exactly who it was. I just could not think of his name. It's I mean, the, the spelling is impeccable, though, from Garrison <laughs> on his last day. It had, he, he, he is 0 for 3 on the spelling, but he got his day. Yeah. So thank you, I got to put that on the screen there because that was a pretty funny little scenario. So he got Alan Huron with an I. We, we're four letters or three letters. And then he there. got hurt, I believe. Nope, not hurt either. Uh, and then it's Hearn. 
there, there you we go. go. You finally got it. <laughs> Alan Hearns. Good stuff, Gerson. Uh, all right. All right. That wraps the podcast up, man. Let's uh, go around the room real quick. Give us your Twitter handle and uh, plug anything that you are currently working on or getting ready to do. So we'll go to you first, Zach. You can find me every Sunday morning on Going for Tune Network, uh, doing the Sunday morning pregame show where I host that with Jamie. Uh, we are going strong there. Lots of start sits in the chat. Please come strong with those as always. We love answering those bright and early. Otherwise, every Tuesday night, I'm with Gator and Fantasy and Frames doing the waiver wire show. And then I'm also on Tuesday nights doing the Rum Boys uh, Rum Pass where I'm covering uh, NBA games on live stream. Good stuff. Ryan, what you got going on? Uh, same old, same old. Twitter, Fox534, here every Wednesday night over at the Dynasty Big Board Podcast on the Rookie Big Board Podcast Network. And thank you so much for Dazed and Confused, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> for coming out tonight. I love that you pulled out so many names. Like, I, I was drawing blank. You must have Google in front of you or something. All night, I'm like, I got to think of a good one. And I kept forgetting. Like, to, yeah, good stuff, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, I want to plug real quick. It's, it's you know glad that Gerson's in the chat because we do have our our biggest DFS show of the year uh, every year on on uh, on the DFS show before Thanksgiving. We do a a Halloween costume thing that we do. So Gerson is going to make an appearance. He's been uh, he's been why you, why you give me that look, Ryan? You said before Thanksgiving Halloween costume. Oh, I'm not sorry. I did say Thanksgiving. I meant I meant Halloween. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Good. You said Thanksgiving. I'm yeah. getting ahead okay. of myself. No, we're like I'm on turkey season already. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been well, I've been setting up my charity though. contest for Thanksgiving all day, so I got Thanksgiving on the brain. Um, sorry for Halloween this Friday. Uh, Gerson will be back on the show uh, with with Tim and myself. We'll have our Halloween costumes. We always have a lot of fun on there. So make sure you check it out if you play DFS. It'll actually be an 11:30 p.m. Uh, showtime this year this year um, so if you want to come check us out right here on this network 11 30 p.m on friday uh, we'll give you all the answers to the test as gerson likes to say all right for zach for ryan for jeff we will see y'all next week <laughs>